Genre. Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, part three, one racially problematic minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. <laughs> and joining us once again, Michael Gorman. Welcome back. Hey, guys. Nice to be back. And glad to have you back. And today we're going back to minute number 13, which begins with Doc remarking, that the DeLorean has been in this mine for 70 years, two months and 13 days, and ends with the DeLorean being loaded up on a tow truck as Doc accepts his future being in the past. Well, like, uh, like Bob Marley once said, in this great future, you can't forget your past. Yep. Yeah, it's true. Um... So Marty can't read the word schematic. Yep. Yeah, that was super. That was a bummer to find out. Yeah. Was a, was yeah sad it's not a tough word. No. No. I, I, out of my respect for, for Marty, I choose to believe that that was more of a having trouble reading Doc's handwriting. Oh. Oh, okay. But I know that's a stretch. Yeah, probably. I just, I don't like hearing Marty struggling to read. Yeah. Not, not a fan. It's just, it's just kind I mean, of. I mean, we know he's not a great student, right? I don't. But like, now, but now we're seeing. But now we're seeing like maybe you should be man if you can't read schematic. It's yeah. kind of. It's kind of. Uh, it, it's it's Marty at his most Morty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. You know, that's something we don't really bring up a lot. Is that show? <laughs> I think we bring it up a lot. I know I bring it up a lot. It's do we bring show. it up on this this show, or do we bring it up on No Roads a lot? Oh, I guess that's true. I don't really. My brain doesn't really divide those two at all. Oh yeah, that's fair. Fair point. Uh, yeah, but I, I yeah, I'm not. I'm just not a fan of that. Like, I feel like this this, this scene feels like okay. So we have we have to tell everyone what's wrong with it and have doc sort of you know do like look at it and you know just like for an exposition thing where it's like okay doc can understand what this is and we'll know how to fix it we need a scene that shows that and it's as if bob gale is like well we have to have this is a one-page scene we have to have two jokes because it's supposed to be a comedy for god's sake yucks yucks yeah and and i feel like i feel like Gail was just like, okay, well, I don't know where to put jokes, so I guess Marty can't read and Doc is racist. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I don't really look at it as racist. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, like, okay, okay, so, so what Scott's referring to is, so he's looking at the microchip, because the microchip's broken, and that's why, that's why the stuff. And so, uh, so Doc's like, it's incredible. It's a little piece of junk. And he's like, oh, no wonder it's broken. He said it was made in Japan. And Doc's like, what do you mean, Doc? All the best stuff's made in Japan. And, you just said, oh. You just said Doc like seven times. So, and then Marty says, what are you talking about, Dr. Emmett Brown? Japan's all the best stuff, all the best stuff gets made in Japan. And, uh, 
and Doc kind of looks up and goes, "Unbelievable." Or yeah. amazing. Well, you have to you have to remember that like ten years prior to this moment, we, they were in a world war with you know Japan, Japan. So right, yeah, like oh, right that's after. shocking. Like how now they're the epicenter of technological you know advancing. Yeah, it would be yeah. be like finding out that like in the year like twenty fifty, like Aleppo is like this like utopia. Yeah, it's like wow, like wow, they really they really took a leap forward. Yeah. Right. Or it's like Flint, Michigan is now like the capital of the country. <laughs> was Japan? What? What was it? Is it because Marty's young that he feels this way, or was nineteen eighty five? Was that a normal like? Dude, yeah, like Sony. <laughs> yeah. Sony. Japan, those... so Japan was huge by nineteen eighty five. Then I think so. Yeah. Legitimately. Sure. Okay. Because I didn't know if it was, I, I wasn't sure if it was like a like a, a an appropriate reference for 1985, or if they were letting were letting like you know 1989. Oh right, seep, yeah. seep through. So I no, I, I feel so. like I feel like 85 was pretty. Uh, was pretty. I guess I guess I'm turning Japanese was a hit. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and then by then you already had like the Sony Walkman, and um, let's see. Mitsu. Well, because remember in um in the in the eighty in the in the sixty seven that we read, um Marty makes a lot of references. Really, really. I mean, you you want to talk about racially problematic jokes? Um, Marty makes a lot of really uh, weird references to Japanese uh, car makers because he's pretending to be meditating. Right? Isn't that what he's doing? Right. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. He's like he's like meditating and he's going like Mitsubishi. <laughs> Toyota, yeah, yeah. the The '67 draft was really weird, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Gail had some stuff to work out about the about the Japanese. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah, I think you might have. I I think I I would like to pitch an alternate take on this joke. I think Doc should have said something about how everything's turning Japanese, and Marty responds with, "Do you really think so?" <laughs> Yeah, that would have been amazing. Uh, <laughs> and then a gong goes off and we get to the next scene. Sure. <laughs> um, oh, man. Um, Mike, have you seen Edge of 17? No. Okay. Uh, there's a there's a really great young Asian-American actor in that. Mm-hmm. Scott, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, of he course. Made, you know, it, just, it just hit me. He would have made a really good Marty. Yeah, yeah. he would have. You're right. Um, I mean, I think he's great. I'm sure he's like 30, but well, everybody's 30 who yeah. acts young. I don't know. Case in point, this movie we're watching, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I do love Doc just looking at this microchip and just being like, the hell? I can't believe something this small causes so much problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I I just I love that. You know, he's never seen a microchip before. Like, I, at best, I mean, they didn't even have motherboards back then. The board was the the chip. It wasn't right. a microchip. It was just a chip, right? Yeah. So he's looking at this thing like, how could this get so small? This is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it would be, you know, even smaller and more frightening, mm-hmm. I imagine. But, I, wonder, uh, I wonder if Doc thinks... That in the 80s, 
everything is like sized proportionally to Marty. Here's what humans look like now. <laughs> I I think the other thing too that I don't I've never really noticed because you know you just sort of when you're just watching the movie you're just sort of accepting everything at face value and not really thinking critically about a lot of it right and I'm watching this scene I'm realizing it's sort of a setup because I've always I've always had questions that I haven't really thought very long about uh, with the the new DeLorean design at the drive-in with the with the uh, I don't know all that crazy like light bulb stuff <laughs> going on in the front of it um, I'm just realizing that that's what the replacement for the all these microchips are mm-hmm. is this big huge contraption are you referring <laughs> to the power of love video no no the drive-in that happens later in this movie oh okay see I haven't seen this movie before <laughs> you really gotta stop saying that yeah um, but, I, but i legit didn't know that there was a drive-in i, I haven't seen this movie in a well like level mike uh we, we let the, the the listeners know this scott rewatched the movie before uh doing this and i i opted not to okay so that yeah well i guess of, now we know who's more dedicated to the show i wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to sort of uh cast myself as kind of the uh the perspective of the audience right i'm like uh, i'm like that uh, i'm like that guy in hellboy that is new to the the brp rip not rapd bprd yeah the bpr bureau of paranormal research yeah um (laughs) sorry i said (laughs) yeah it's like proved to myself that i knew what that was it was an interesting reference for uh the eyes of the audience uh Example. I just always remember um, as a young kid, like watching the, not a young kid, but watching the audio commentary to Hellboy and Guillermo del Toro was like, oh, the reason we had these characters was because we didn't want to just shoot and have monsters. We had to have like a kid. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. Your Guillermo del Toro impression is never better than when you say monsters. Well, yeah, because this is favorite word, mo- monsters. <laughs> it's the uh it's like the uh it's cornerstone it's the cornerstone of your of your del toro impression yeah. <laughs> that, that thing i do way too often <laughs> more often than people would probably believe <laughs> sure yeah like you'd be surprised <laughs> um anyway uh, <laughs> Nick Jimenez. Be friends with Nick Jimenez. Hear lots of very specific impressions. Do you want to know what directors' voices sound like? <laughs> oh man, oh, that's great. Um, so, so yeah, it's uh, I, I yeah. So this scene being like a setup for that, I find really interesting. Yeah. Um, just because. I've always sort of just rolled with and accepted that the DeLorean, there's like a new look DeLorean in this movie. Right. But I've never really thought about like why, I guess. It's like when you see a new Batman movie and just Batman has a new suit. Right. Right. And then you see the Dark Knight and his new suit is built into the plot. And it was like the first time we'd ever seen that. And we were like, oh, wow, there's actually a reason for redesigning the suit? That's cool. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Right. But 
A dog got a dog. The dog got into it. <laughs> the dog got into it. And it was dogs. Batman 2, the dog got into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so Doc, uh, Doc just keeps talking about... Uh, well, just keeps talking. Where did that truck come from? I think it's his. Oh. I mean, he's still rich at this point, so I think he has a lot of things he doesn't really need. Sure. Yeah. Or if it's not it his... Seems that way. If it wasn't his... Yeah. If it wasn't his before this... Probably just like went and bought one for like, yeah. like five hundred bucks. Threw money at a trucker, right? Although maybe he stole it because they're not—they're certainly not above breaking into the library in the middle of the night, as we'll soon see. Right, that's true. <laughs> maybe it is stolen. He just hot wired a tow truck. Money, go, cop, get in! I <laughs> has, has to hop in the bed of the truck. <laughs> get back here! Does a tow truck have a bed? Oh, I guess not. Never mind. He's like, Does this one have a bed? Oh, this one has a bed. Oh no, it doesn't. It just has all the gear. It's just right. Okay, I'm just. It I'm looks just... like I guess the tow. This tow truck looks like it was a truck with a bed that they turned into a tow truck. I was just picturing Mater from Cars, and he has a bed. Ah. Uh, oh yeah. Fair enough. Well, that's a pickup well, truck. Do you think that the mine was built? And then the graveyard, or do you think the graveyard and then the mine? <laughs> well, I think probably the mine. Was, mine was and then first. graveyard. What's yeah. more, Hill Valley? <laughs> that they they had a graveyard, and then they realized that there might be gold, or <laughs> and so they made a mine, or they made a mine, and then a bunch of people died at once. <laughs> and they like we really don't want to move all these bodies. Oh man. <laughs> Definitely the second one. Yeah. We really want to move all these bodies. Let's just yeah, you just want to set up a graveyard here. Wait, you think that graveyard is exclusively miners? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the majority of the people in this graveyard are miners. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's it's open source after that moment but yeah um but i think the first the oldest graves are all miners i would yeah. say like, well seamus is dead we'll just <laughs> oh no bury him well we know we know that there's anyway <laughs> oh no um yeah i just i i love i love this bit because doc is just just talking away about what could like what what is happening and uh, it's, it's kind of you know what it is it, it from a screenwriting perspective it to me kind of re i realize how little they've set up doc's past in the right. first yeah. two movies and it's like it's oh oh we have to set up a lot of stuff in order to <laughs> kind of you know build you know pay off the like western jules verne thing you know yeah. right because he's he's the protagonist of this movie yeah mm -hmm. Um, you know, Marty's still the lead, but he's the protagonist. Yeah. You know, Marty doesn't really go through much of a, a character arc in this movie. Um, it's mostly Doc. Yeah. Which uh, which I think is interesting. So did, did the tires, do you guys think the tires like rotted off of the wheels? I, I don't, I don't know enough about like rubber. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I would imagine over time that rubber is not going to. Right. I'm not going to stay. This is just disintegrated or something? Yeah. 
You know what else I'm noticing? Is that uh, Marty has a different mining cap than Doc. Doc's cap actually matches Copernicus's cap. <laughs> so he also does a mole. And yeah, they have matching mining hats. Oh, wait, that's even better because he had one for him and one for Copernicus, but he never counted on having another human with him, so he had to go out and buy an, a, a human helmet. Right. Right. Oh, God, that's great. That's, I mean, that's... Man, I just – there is nothing I love and respect more than crew members who, like, know their know their job and take it very seriously. And they're just like, we're storytellers too and here's how, you know? Yeah, totally. God, I love that. Just like just crew, crew members, like super minor crew members just, like, elevating a movie. Oh, it's so good. Because, like, whoever made that choice gets to point that out every time they watch <laughs> this movie with anyone. Yeah. You know? They're like, yeah. Dad. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that. So, Doc says, uh, the Old West is a great place to to live off my retirement years. This is 1955. Retirement years are, like, post-50s. And... Hmm. He, in 1985, he's like in his 70s, right? Or yeah, 60s. And so in the Old West, he's like 60s, 70s. Like, I don't know. It all gets nebulous because of the the uh, the chemical peel or whatever, the rejuvenation process in, right. in 2015. Uh, but I don't know. Is that – you know, if it wasn't for that regeneration peel or whatever, his – um. His romance subplot would be a lot weirder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's already pretty weird, to be honest. Sure. Because yeah. Clara, I, I think she's like 30, mm -hmm. I think. Because she's supposed to be somewhat of a old maid for 1880 stand, standards. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, she's like 30 and, and Christopher Lloyd is like 50. <laughs> like. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. Typical Hollywood. Typical Hollywood. Yep. <laughs> you know it. All right. We're looking at a Jennifer Lawrence movie here. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's all I got. Yeah. Is yep. anything else? I'm good. All right. We'll, we'll see you on uh, on Thursday. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 14. In the meantime, uh, maybe go check out some of the other Movies by Minute podcasts at moviesbyminute.com. Uh, or I'm sorry, moviesbyminutes.com, both both plural. And uh, you can go see the full list of uh, Movies by Minutes podcasts, including the other two at duelinggenre.com, which are Harry Potter Minute and Lord of the Rings Minute, and of course our patriarchs at Star Wars Minute. Uh, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.